Welcome to the Musical Communication Podcast. I'm your host, Marianne Ploger, and during these podcasts, I'm looking forward to being able to explore all aspects of what it is to be musical, whether that is how we can be more musical as musicians or how we can understand why we love music and why we think it's musical or why it isn't. So we'll be exploring everything from how to perform music, how to listen to music, as well as aspects of music perception and cognition. Hi friends, welcome to another episode of the Musical Communication Podcast. My name is Karen, I am your producer, and I am sitting here with your lovely host. Hi Karen, nice to be here once again. I know, I'm so excited for this next chapter season of the podcast. Um, so we're in at mid-September, it's Virgo season, six planets are in <laughs> retrograde or whatever. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling really kind of in a way, mm, spacey and, and, and in a nice sort of way, like things are changing and I'm just trying to f- get my feet and sense what needs to be happening in the future. So it's kind of wonderful, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's a great time. I feel like in Nashville, we've been getting seduced by the nice weather. Oh, yes. Yeah. We're so like... lucky. I mean, <laughs> temperatures yeah. are perfect. Blue skies. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we're getting um, heat next week. Well, yeah. <laughs> In the 90s. So yeah. it was a teaser of autumn, but it's coming. I it's feel coming. It. It's coming. <laughs> um, so today's episode is a really exciting one um, for you, Marianne. We are going to talk about Tim McAllister's latest record, which you are one of the composers on this album. So it's called Project Encore. Um, he's featuring all sorts of diverse voices, new composers, incredible new music, um, tell us about it. Oh, right. I'm so honored to be part of this. He's being, uh, he's, I would say, supported by a fabulous pianist, Liz Ames. This, Liz is a spectacular musician, and Tim is second to none. He's a fabulous saxophonist and really the sought-after guy these days. And if I can have bragging rights here, I had the honor to teach him years and years and years ago at the University of Michigan uh-huh. School of Music. So Tim has been a fabulous person in my life over the years, and I'm indebted to him for including this work in this album. Yeah. Oh, it looks so good. And I'm loving just all the promo he's been doing. And as a saxophonist myself, like this is total fangirl moment to, <laughs> to just have someone... Um, I don't know, make classical saxophone cool again. (laughs) That's right. And he does. He is very, very cool. Uh, Tim is amazing in this regard because he has such diversity and virtuosity and vision. Mm -hmm. And he's a spectacular teacher. His students are winning all of the big competitions. Uh, So he's, he's got it all. Yeah. So tell us about your piece, Elegy. Well, I wrote it several years ago, and it did start as a soprano saxophone piece in my mind. It is something that was inspired by my father-in-law and my own dad, uh, because these are noble men. These are these are guys who really rose to the highest level. So mm-hmm. it sounds interesting, uh, perhaps, or bizarre, but ultimately, it's almost like I'm imagining eagles flying here so that there's uh, this desire to create in this piece the elegy uh, something that is indicative of very high-minded people and uh, I think we need that right now so I hope it's um, 
something that people will appreciate. But essentially, it's inspired by sort of the Romantic era, Mm -hmm. but it's got a little Gershwin-esque stuff. It's got my own sort of language in there. But definitely a flight, if you will, into other genres. I hope genres that endure through time. Yeah. And... How was it writing for soprano sax and and piano? It's wonderful. I love writing melodies that are high, that Mm -hmm. are high soprano voices, and uh, with the richness of the piano that supports it underneath. So I love the sound of it. And I was so involved as a master's degree student at the University of Michigan with the saxophone student uh, studio, I should say, of Donald Sinta, who was Tim's teacher. Yeah. And um, is one of my favorite musicians ever. I often look to him as a person who can make music no matter what the genre, no matter what the style. So no wonder Tim is who he is. So, uh, but I accompanied that studio as a master's degree student. (laughs) So I got to know a lot of the literature, saxophone literature, and I love the sound of the soprano saxophone. Uh, So it has a richness and a woodiness that I think goes beyond the oboe. And uh, so... I hope it has a a sense of it being a vocal piece without words. So another one of my, what I would call songs without words. Yeah. And, uh, so that's where it came from. That is so cool. Um, I don't think I've I personally forgot, and I don't know that folks on the podcast know that you're that you were also a collaborative pianist. Yes. Slash currently are I would mm-hmm. assume. Um. So tell us a little bit more about that because I feel like that's definitely given you an inside scoop into saxophone repertoire, which is. I would argue, incredibly challenging for the piano. It is. Yes, Karen, it is. I I got into that whole realm because of the fact that I could play modern music. And this was way back, we got to remember, in 1980. So when that's when I got my master's degree. But uh, I really was trained from the St. Louis Conservatory in how to play modern music and make it convincing. Mm -hmm. And I'd gotten the chops to do that from tons of experience at the conservatory doing accompanying of all types but I just got sucked into that really quickly and boy was that a blessing so I think a lot of other collaborative pianists would have said oh my gosh the saxophone area ugh, really Uh, and I (laughs) yeah I said well meanwhile are you kidding those are the best musicians I thought at the school yeah Uh, and that's because of Donald Sinta so I treasured that time but you're right the Scores are devilishly challenging. (laughs) And uh, so I appreciated doing that. But I was a collaborative pianist through my master's degree, and I did continue to do some of that afterward, but kind of started to sign off on it, mostly Mm -hmm. because of the fact that it's a lot of work. And in those days, it was not called collaborative piano. It was called being an accompanist. Mm -hmm. So some of you with really good ears probably noticed I almost said that about Liz Ames, you know, because that's... You know, it's not what she is. She is a collaborative pianist, and they are a duo uh, with no doubt about it. But as an accompanist in those days, that was the attitude is here. I'm the star. You just support me. And uh, the the amount of work. Oh, yeah. um, And by that time, by the time I was dropping away from that, I was starting to teach many, many hours of my own thing. So um, it was a nice... Transition out of that gig into the one that was intended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as a composer, um, you know, having all this wealth of information as far as uh, having accompanied all these 
very challenging pieces and, and, you know, Don Sinta's studio. Um, how would you describe the way you, you wrote this piece? Like, is this an accessible piece? Is this challenging? Is it, um, you know, is there a lot of communication between both the piano and the saxophone? Like what, what elements did you kind of bring forth, um, to this piece? Very good questions. Yes, uh, definitely. I wanted it to be a duo. So the piano is a very important part of it. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the romances of Schumann, if I can dare to compare it with that <laughs> fabulous uh, set of works that he wrote for for clarinet. But essentially, it, it it's meant to be virtuosic in some way. I'm wanting it to be appealing to people who are virtuosi and challenging for those who are wanting to go in that direction. But I'd say that it needs to be musically virtuosic as well as technically. So there's a kind of a cadenza at the end of it mm-hmm. that I would say is quite virtuosic. I think when you heard it the first time, you yeah. thought, whoa, that's challenging. <laughs> that's a that lot. That would be challenging. <laughs> and again, in terms of the duo, getting so that everyone's together is huge. Mm-hmm. But uh, And they did a spectacular job, of course. But uh, the other thing is that it needs to be musically challenging. And Tim and Liz did a fabulous job at making it so that it really is so musical. They didn't miss a bet in that performance. So uh, it has all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, hopefully musicians and saxophonists will think, well, this will show off my musicality or it'll help me to develop a bit more of that expressive romantic form of playing. Uh, And uh, also it's not, a kid's piece because of the virtuosic elements in it yeah. but uh, we'll see yeah yeah <laughs> so. I I love as a former classical saxophonist I I love how you just said I hope it'll help them develop some more of that musicianship and musicality because for a long time I just felt that saxophone repertoire was just hard for the heck of it mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like where is this in there and I just I, I love the the way you just said that because it's such an invitation if, if it's too hard it's a great way to learn more mm-hmm. if it feels just right what art what you know can you say with what is there so I just I love that that's such a wholesome way to hear it and I don't know that I've ever actually talked to a live composer of saxophone repertoire to even think and to ask like why why did you write this mm-hmm. and what was that inspiration so thank you so much for sharing all of that i feel you like bet. that'll give us so much context well, and, you know of course the most important thing is what it communicates you know what is it communicating yeah. to the audience and does it move the audience i mean for me that's what matters is if people have a response to it that it touches them in some way And that's the real goal through all of that technique and through all of that musicianship. It's got to be that. That's what matters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Is there anything else that you want to share before we wrap up? Well, I hope everybody will check it out. You know, check out the new album. It's Project Encore again and Tim McAllister and with the collaboration with Liz Ames. So I hope you'll you'll check it out. My piece is called Elegy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll add this to the show notes. Um, but the CDs are available essentially everywhere. Um, you would buy an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure to check out Tim's website, um, timothymcallister.com. Um, he has some stuff on Bandcamp as well. Um, this album is on Numa Records. Um, so be sure to share it, support live music, living people, living composers, <laughs> all the things. Thank you. And by the way, very important. I am so honored to be with all of these men and women composers and what a fantastic group of people and music. So I think you folks will all enjoy it. 